0: Uh, This is Jonathan Clark. Welcome to the Mortgage Advice Show. Today I'm sitting down with Andrew Dillon from Mortgage Advice Bureau. How are you, sir? Very good, Jonathan. How's yourself? I'm very, very well. Um, The purpose of this show is to help first-time buyers to sift their way through the complex minefield that is the mortgage market and know what they're doing and in what order to do it in and kind of demystify the whole process. Andrew lives, breathes, and sleeps this stuff. This is his job. The mortgage world right now is very, very complex. It's constantly shifting. It's constantly changing. Andrew's got his finger on the pulse, and he's going to keep us all right with uh, some facts and figures today.
1: So no pressure on me then, Jonathan. No (laughs) pressure.
0: You know what you're talking about. So um, tell me what what are the biggest questions you get from first-time buyers all the time? You're dealing with a lot of people every single day. What do they need to know?
1: The the two questions I get asked most often are, how much can I borrow and how much deposit am I going to need to get a mortgage? So that's usually the starting point for my conversations with all first-time buyers. Um, And that's usually when we start what I would term a fact find. In other words, I need to find out more about the first-time buyer, their own situation, and then I can then advise them correctly as as to how to proceed with a mortgage.
0: Okay, so uh, and and presumably, how much of a margin they can get will depend on their expenses, their outgoings, their income, all that kind of uh, stuff.
1: Yeah, lo- lo- lots of different factors involved in that. That becomes a very personal conversation about you know what sort of you know what your income is and what type of income it is. Um, sometimes uh, you know you can use your overtime, or you may have bonuses, or you may have you may have a little side hustle where you earn a little bit of extra money. All of those things become factors involved in the conversation. And also, you know, do you have some car finance? You maybe have a balance on a credit card and and how do we factor that in? So at the end of that conversation, I'm usually be very accurate as to what uh, how much you can actually borrow um, and then obviously at that point you then know how much your monthly payments will be which helps a great deal when you're thinking about you know buying your first home and making that leap from maybe living with parents or maybe renting and, and can you afford to, to you know to own your own home which I guess is is most of the first-time buyers that's mostly what their dream is.
0: Okay so, I, so ultimately you're going to end up with an kind of affordability figure but it's always going to always boil down to how much of a deposit can I actually put down on a property in the first place?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's probably one of the key um, issues that we're facing just now. And and there is a very distinct uh, difference between sort of pre-COVID and and, and what's happened since. So if we were sitting down six months ago and you had a 5% deposit saved up, then yeah, I'd be pretty confident I could find you a mortgage quite quickly uh, with a 5% deposit and then you could move forward from there. Um, Since the COVID pandemic hit and since the lockdown um, the lenders have mostly changed a lot of their criteria and lenders are now looking for sometimes a minimum of 15% or 20% deposit. There are one or two out there that you might get past with a 10% deposit but they have very specific narrow fields that they want to achieve before they would offer a 10% mortgage. More often than not most first-time buyers are having to Think about how they can find a 15% deposit and that's becoming quite a problem for for a lot of first-time buyers but there is some good news there because there is some help available and sometimes this help isn't always totally obvious and there are a number of schemes available which can assist you in actually bringing your deposit together and allowing you to make that leap from where you are just now and, and getting the keys to your first home. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's a there's a few things and some of the terms you you, you maybe have heard before. I don't you've probably heard the term help to buy before, mm. um, and it's a term which is used a lot in the industry and not always completely understood. Um, and there are actually three occasions where help to buy is used, and we need to try and maybe distinguish between them.
0: Right so you might have heard phrases like the Scottish first home fund you might have heard of help to buy there are definite differences between whether you live in England and whether you live in Scotland is that correct
1: Yeah absolutely Jonathan there's there's a distinct differences between the various schemes available to to, to help a first time buyer get their deposit together for for, for their um first home purchase. Um, Help to buy is a generic term and there is help to buy England and help to buy Scotland. So they are distinctly different. Um, So what I would be doing today is if I can just concentrate on help to buy Scotland today. And um, for all my clients in England, I will do a separate episode based on the Help to Buy England because there are some some differences there that you you need to know about. Um, But for the moment help to buy Scotland applies to new build homes only. Uh, new build home purchases up to £200,000. You can't buy a new home more than £200,000 using the scheme. And the scheme will provide you up to 15% um, as a help towards your deposit. So if you've got 5%, they provide 15%. That's you putting down a 20% deposit on a new build home. And then you then get the mortgage lender to supply the rest of the mortgage funds. A couple of little things about that, it is for new build only. You can't buy a, a, an existing home with it. And also it is means tested as well. So if you, you know, if you earn quite a lot of money, you may not qualify for it. So it's a good idea to talk to a mortgage broker who can actually assess whether you are eligible for the scheme or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but what quite often is missed or misunderstood sometimes is that people use the term help to buy ISA, which is an entirely different um, uh, way of you funding your deposit um, now, I helped to buy ISA, you needed to have opened before November last year, so okay. why am I telling you about it just now if you opened it last year and and, and you know it 's because every time you put two hundred pounds into this savings scheme, the u k government tops it up with fifty pounds, so up to a maximum of twelve thousand pounds worth of savings. The UK government will give you another 3,000 pounds towards your deposit for your new home. You don't have to pay this money back. You don't have to pay any interest on it. It literally is free money towards your new home. Wow. The issue being, you needed to have known about this and opened the account before 30th of November, 2019. So if you haven't done that, all is not lost because you have something else, which is called a lifetime ISA, which runs very similarly to a help to buy ISA, in that the government, and again, it's the UK government supplying these funds, will top up your deposits with an additional 25%. So maximum 4,000 pounds a year, you put into this lifetime ISA, and every time you do that, the UK government adds another 1,000 onto that, as long as you use those funds to purchase your first home, or if you keep it for much longer than that, you can take that as a retirement pot as well. But for today, we're really looking at how does it help you get your uh, first home. So, if you have a Help to Buy ISA already running, or you are thinking about buying your first home and not quite there yet, it would certainly be worth looking into opening a, a lifetime ISA because when you put your money aside in there, you are going to get an additional 25% on top, as long as you use the funds to, to, to buy your first home. So these are two schemes which are able to help you actually um, get your deposit together, so you know, so we can you know hopefully uh, get you moved from where you are just now into your new home. Now, if you're holding all that thoughts in your head, can I add another one in which is again very helpful but I just want to make sure that, that, that we're, we're clear about about where they fit and the the third one I want to talk about is the uh, Scottish First Home Fund. Now the first home fund was brought in because it recognised that many people who did want help for a deposit to the first house and really loved the help to buy scheme you could only purchase a brand new Home with that, you, you had to go find a house builder who was building homes and buy a home from them. You couldn't buy a home that was already built. So the difference between the help to buy is that the fir- and the first home fund is the first home fund allows you to buy any property, and the Scottish government will give you up to twenty five thousand pounds towards your first home that helps you towards your deposit, um, and that is allowing people with a smaller deposit, maybe five percent. We add in an extra £25,000 to that, and all of a sudden your total deposit becomes much bigger, makes mortgage funds much easier to achieve, and can get you moved into your new home much quicker. So, I just want to tell you a couple of things about the scheme, how, how, who qualifies for it. Um, if you've never owned a home before in the UK, you are eligible for the Scottish First Home Fund, home Fund scheme. If you are buying with a partner, and your partner has owned a home before, you are still eligible as long as one out of the two people are first-time buyers. And even if your partner currently owns a property, if your partner intends to sell that property before you buy your new home, you are both still eligible to apply for the Scottish First Home Fund scheme. So, although it's aimed at first-time buyers, the scheme recognises that not you know having two first-time buyers at the same time sometimes isn't always possible so as long as at least one of you has never owned a home before then you're eligible for the fund. Um, You don't pay any interest on this, there are no monthly repayments. What the Scottish Government say is when you sell your home you need to repay the money that you Ah. borrowed from the government and if you've made a profit on the sale of your home you need to pay a little bit of that profit back to the Scottish Government and that allows them to offer the money to the next first-time buyer and the next first-time buyer and that's the way that the scheme will run. So I started off by saying you're probably going to need a 15 or a 20% deposit which then you know um, puts a lot of pressure on first-time buyers but by accessing um, some of the schemes we've got available we can actually make quite a big difference to that so quite often with a five a percent deposit um a, a client can actually you know make a move now and, and actually get into the new home and to be honest that's what i've been spending quite a lot of my time doing over the last couple of months since the market opened back up again is this is how we've got around the the the, the problem of people maybe only having the five percent um, and needing a bit more so that's how we're that's how we're doing it
0: Okay, that makes it a lot clearer because you, you know you you often you'll see a post on social media, and yeah. you think it's about everybody in the UK, and then you discover it's only an English scheme, you know, yes. or vice versa that it's only a Scottish scheme, and and all of a sudden you're getting disappointed. Yeah. Um, so that clarifies. It depends where you live, which determines which of these processes is available to you. Um, but again, it's Andy's job to, to, to keep on top of all that every day yeah. Yeah. Uh, and point people in the right direction.
1: Yeah. To, to be honest with you, a, a, a supplementary question I usually get asked when we start talking about this is, can I have a help to buy or lifetime ISA and use one of the other schemes? Uh-huh. And the short answer is yes. Okay. So if you have a help to buy or a lifetime ISA, and let's say you put £4,000 in, in, in one of your ISAs, The UK government will then top that up with an extra £1,000. So your £4,000 worth of savings is actually £5,000. You can then use either the Scotland Help to Buy scheme and or you can use the Scottish First Home Fund scheme. So you can have your Help to Buy or Lifetime ISA with the bonus and use one of the other schemes as well. So it's possible to use both schemes. Um, and that's not always immediately obvious when you, when, when you Google them or, or you have a look at social media. Mm. The next question I sometimes get asked is if it's with two first-time buyers who both want to buy together, can they both have an ISA and can they both access the bonus? The short answer is yes. So you that's both surprising. Have, yeah, so let's say again, let's use the same figures. So you have £4,000 in your account. Your partner has £4,000 in their account. You get a £1,000 bonus, they get a £1,000 bonus, totalling £2,000. You then apply for the Scottish First Home Fund and get another £25,000 towards your deposit. So you can use both schemes both at the same time if you're both first-time buyers. So that's a useful thing to know that when you're saving together, sometimes people think, well, should we get a joint account and both pull our money into the same account? Yeah, I can understand why that would be a good idea because you're saving together and you want to both contribute. But if you both had one of these lifetime ISAs or help to buy ISAs, you both qualify for the bonus. So that's a way of actually getting funds to, to sort of come up um, like that. And then sometimes people say to me, well, what if I haven't quite saved up enough by myself? Can I use a gifted deposit? Could a mum or my gran or, or, or a father or a brother, could, could they give me money towards help the deposit? The yep. short answer is yes. And can I use all of these things? Yes, you can. So it's not unusual for me to be sitting with a couple of first-time buyers who have maybe saved up some money in an ISA account, They're both getting a little bonus um, at 25%, which is, is sometimes it's not a little bonus, 25% of, of a lot of money is, Quite a lot of money. Um, they're both getting maybe a gift from parents or grandparents who say we want to help you get on the property ladder, we'll, we'll put some money towards the deposit and then they're also accessing either the Help to Buy Scotland fund or the Scottish First Home fund. So there are a myriad of different ways that we can pull this deposit money together that allows you to move perhaps much earlier than, than you might have first thought. Um, And my job is really to make sure that all my clients are aware of all the different options available, and then we'll make a decision based on their circumstances, which is best for them. And that might change depending on if they want to buy a home next week, or they want to buy somewhere in six months time, or they want to buy this time next year. The advice might be slightly different about where to have all the deposit funds and how to make the best use of all the schemes that are available. Um, So... Not sure if I've made your life more complicated or not by talking about all of this. I hope it's
0: a little clearer. I, you know, what surprises me is how helpful and beneficial and easier it is as a result of all these. You know, I, I fully expected you to, to say, no, you can't combine or you can't, you know, you can't. this offer cannot be combined with any other offer. I thought you were going to say that, but it's actually not the case. You can actually stack up a sizable deposit between you. Um, and I'm surprised that. What's behind that? What is, what, what's the thinking there? What's the government's thinking behind making it easier for first-time buyers to get on the ladder?
1: I think there's, there's two reasons for that. I think the, the both the UK and Scottish governments are both do, having their own efforts to, to try and resolve this issue. And you'll notice that some of the answers in the past, some of the funding is coming from the UK government, some of the funding is coming from the Scottish government. Um, and indeed for our friends in England who I haven't forgotten about I will come back and do another another podcast for you as well again there are schemes specific to uh, to the English market as well so it's not a case of we're saying oh because we're Scottish we we're better we're just different um, what's the thinking is two things one there's a recognized housing shortage in the UK um, uh, there are probably more more than two things but I'll i I'll, I'll tell you some of the the things. Um, The first thing would be a a recognised housing shortage in the UK. And the second one is the continued increase in house values versus wages maybe not quite increasing at the same rate. So therefore, first-time buyers are finding it more and more and more difficult to get the first rung of the ladder to get on the housing ladder. Um, And those two things combined meant that there's investment put into how can we help first-time buyers actually achieve this. And, you know, it's very pleasing to see that from the different government schemes, that exactly as you said there, they are not restricting the um, help to one scheme or another scheme, that you are actually able to combine them. And I think that's a really useful thing. I'm, 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 you know, I think that they have looked at this and decided that restricting it to one scheme or another scheme wasn't all that helpful far far better to, to, to have the you know being able to use more than one scheme so again a good mortgage broker or someone like myself would happily talk you through exactly what can and can't be done and trying to get the, the maximum benefit um, if you're saving hard you want to make your money work as hard as you can for you and that would be part of my job is to explain exactly how we do that and, and how we you know achieve the you know achieve the dream of getting you into your first home.